Hello, and welcome to an episode of the Snug Podcast. Where's the Khajiit? I don't know. Is he up the tree? Is he under a tentacle? Wherever he is, he's not here. The wood elves have been left in charge. And speaking to my fellow wood elf, how are you this evening? Besides giggling in the corner. Yeah, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, where he actually is, is leveling up. He's um, grinding life CP. Yep. <laughs> yep, that, that's the actual answer to that that's question. That's the actual answer. <laughs> where is the sheet? No, I'm good. I'm good. Nice to be here. It's the night before Necrom. But not on and PlayStation. All, and all through the internet, everyone was hyped. <laughs> except for consoles. Womp, womp, womp. The consoles are also the only ones who don't have the sh- servers shut down in a few hours. So. I was going to say, we're, we're, the party's continuing with us. Everyone else is shutting down, but not us. Speaking of parties... I have been working on a nightclub this week. (gasps) Yeah, um, and I got gifted a bunch of game tables for it, because I told, I was talking about it when I was playing Tales of Tribute one day, and Moki's like, oh, well, here you go. (laughs) What? No way. (laughs) And so now I have all these, all the game tables, and they're all set up, and it's awesome. And that is my primary house right now. So if you're on PlayStation and you want to party, um, the bar is not fully stocked, but the bathrooms are set up. There's doors on the bathroom stalls. It's really pretty cool. Uh, Honestly, the DJ. We should have gone and done the show from there. Cadwell pops out. We can teleport over there. Do we want to go? Let's go. Like travel. Oh my gosh, let's go do it just for fun. All right. It's a party on PlayStation because we're not shutting down. (laughs) (laughs) okay this week is my main so you can just travel the person's main this week's snug pod is brought to you by tamriel travel adventures let's see oops wrong person can't travel to yourself hello moki we are we we just started the show, but we are traveling over to uh, Gwen's Hall of the Lunar Champion, aka the New Nightclub, to do a, a guest show from over yeah. here. Yep. We just talked about the how you were wonderful and added in these lovely game tables. So yeah, welcome to welcome to the nightclub. Um, let's go. Let's go up the stairs. Let's give them an audio tour. Mm. Uh, welcome to our nightclub. It is lovely. We have all of these gaming stations for you to play at. You can hang out with some of your favorite companions, aka all of them. And, uh, this is actually, um, for use on PlayStation for the ESO Pride thing this month which is why there's all these fun little rainbow photo ops. Um, I you love can't it. Tell the, the, the theme, clearly. And that's something one of the stream team members is organizing. Um, Locke. Locke is organizing that. And so last year there was, uh, there was some disappointment. There wasn't anything going on on the console side of things, so things have been a little more organized, and this is a place for console members to come hang out and party. Sweet. Nice. We got a, yeah, we got a, a lot of companions, some fun guys hanging out. Got Cadwell, Newsies. Newsies are DJ. Uh, you can, but I want it to be super fun and super inclusive. And of course, anyone can come just check this out. But we also have like our um, Ethereal Well. So if you're like a werewolf or a necromancer or a vampire, and you want to run around and dance on the dance floor in your werewolf form, you can do that. <laughs> Amazing. That's the whole point of that. But yeah, uh, here, we can go sit at some of these lovely tables up here if you want while we talk. Yeah, let's here do it. Let's do that. Hmm, let's see. Shall we sit at a Tales of Tribute table here? We'll let's... sit at the Tales of Tribute one. I think that's the I'm most facing the wrong set way. up. 
Do you wanna... Here, you can face that way. That way you can see all the pretty colors. And ah. I'll just move. Beautiful. Boom. Ooh, and we've got different music background this week because we have your music box playing. It's actually... Canarthi's Bells. Oh, yeah, it was the Bells. Yep. I love them. Fantastic. See? And we didn't even have it in the notes, but we just did the ESO Pride spot. <laughs> yep. Yep. And so if anyone is interested in checking that out, who listens to us and hasn't heard about it yet, um, there is a Discord for it. So if you check on, like, Octavian's Twitter, he has the link to it, and that can get you sent. Or we could probably add that to our show notes for the show if we want to. Yeah. Uh because it's, it's not just for people who are organizing, it's for people year-round, people who want to be a part of it, just chat, have that have that space. Uh, we're not going to talk about any of the dates or anything like that, because the only date that's set in stone is when the article is coming out. Um, so that's, that's, that's exciting, but that's for uh, Locke and everyone to announce. It's not like it's hidden information, it's on the Discord, it's a public Discord. Yeah, it's just but not still. posted anywhere officially yet, so we're not going to cover any of that. Yeah, but not... if you want to check it out, you can go there and participate and put in your two cents and stuff. Sweet. Sweet. Anything else? What have you been up to? Oh my gosh, what have I not been up to? You and I ran through lava. We ran through lava! We ran through like I we were doing a, lava. a speed run, but we weren't. Like, I hate that dungeon because I hate fire, right? And it's all fire! <laughs> Yeah, we were, we're referring to uh, City of Ash 2, for those of you that um, aren't sure what we're talking about. Gwen and I did a random, right? That was a random normal the other night? It was, and it wasn't even one of the pledges. It nope. was just someone doing this... Clearly this one person decided they wanted to do a speedrun, and they must have been grinding it or something, because the other three of us clearly just got pulled in yep. um, to their madness. Even like, we, At first we thought we were just help, helping a party, right? Maybe but the other Gora. person was very confused too. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, and they didn't answer me either. I said, are you speed running or are you questing? And there was no they response. Were, they were so speed, they had to just speed. Gotta go fast. They literally cut off half the dungeon by running across the lava. And I'm pretty squishy, so like, unless I pre-heal, I'm gonna die. It's true. So I it was, was like I, throwing AOEs down as we were running. Yeah. Through. I was like, please let me make it. Please let me make it. And then we got over there. And because of character height, I couldn't jump up the flipping lava wall. So I think it took mm. us probably longer than if we had actually done the, like, <laughs> the mobs. I don't know. Whatever. But I'm not taller than you. It I was, shouldn't be taller than you. It I was, made it up there. It was like, maybe it was because you always do stuff in third person. Maybe. Maybe. Were you in first person? Mm-hmm. Oh. Except for when we're fighting, I'm normally in first person. Oh, wow. Yeah, I... That's... Mm, no, I... I I run in third person most of the time now. I don't know. Maybe I just suck at jumping games. <laughs> I always suck at jumps. But that's like if we're jumping from, like, jumping pads. Yeah. Don't, don't set up a housing maze. I will die. Yep. All right. Well, good to know. Good to know. Uh -huh. But, uh, yeah. We ran a wild, wild version of uh, City of Ash 2, and uh, yeah, that was a fun time. Anything else? Uh, we did some Cyrodiil today. Yeah, we did. We did PvP. We've been busy. We've actually been doing stuff together lately. Yeah, we've been pretty busy. We did uh, PvP with the PC lore seekers earlier today for a little bit. Mm -hmm. so. And Peanut, oh, I'm going to give Peanut a wonderful shout out. He's like... No, you're, I, I was just going to chat with them while I did some questing. He's like, no, you're joining us. And gifted <laughs> me the Any Race, Any Alliance and goes, fix your mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> fix your mistakes. That's that's our salty friend right there. Good old like, peanut. To, or it's like to correct your mistake or something like that. But yeah. it was pretty, it was, it, it was about that salty. Yeah, yeah. It was and the so loving, the, the loving salt. Yes. So I'm now on the correct alliance on PC with the one that my friends are on. <laughs> what a fun time. Yeah, we had a great time. We ran Cyrodiil for a while, and then um, Cyrodiil was a little rough there at the end. It was very, very red, and um, we had some groups that were just, like, we were having a lot of desync problems with our group. So, like, watching people get drug across the map, stuff like that was not super 
didn't make us want to stay in Cyrodiil, let's put it that way. So we ended up going and switching to Imperial City, and we farmed all of the districts and walked out with a pretty decent amount of Telvar at the end, so. Yeah, and that's when I joined you guys, was when you were in Imperial City. Yep. So, it was a good time. Good time, good time. And then I've got to finally run with an old friend again, because it's been a while, another lore seeker, so that was nice. Yeah! That was always nice. Yeah, it was good stuff. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I've been pretty busy, too. I um, am super excited. I finally, literally moments ago, just at the wire, purchased my um, Necrom pre-order for PC. <laughs> uh, because I'm a mess. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I did that. Um, I ran Falkreath Hold. A couple times to try and finish out my sticker book and also finish up my Pillar of Nern stuff. Um, I need to finish it on PlayStation. I'm closer on PC than I am on PlayStation just because I've had more groups readily available over there. Um, but uh, yeah, I got the daggers out of there, which was nice. And I just need a ring over there. Um, over here, I got to go through and look and see what pieces I have. But yeah, the first time we ran it on normal, it was not a big deal. It was like, yeah, okay, great. It'll be fine. And then um, the second time we were going to farm it, uh, Batman and Peanut um, and uh, Rip, who I was with, were like, we'll do it on vet. It won't be a big deal. Um, but it was very late at night. It was probably like about 2.30 in the morning for me. And um, not, that's, not that that's an excuse, but we were laughing because we were having a lot of problems with like bosses resetting and just I remember kind this. of I was listening to you guys struggle. Yeah, just kind of like weird things happening. Um, and then at one point, <laughs> Batman's like, run, Bacon, run, just run through all of the mobs. Keep going. You better keep up. And Christy I was in bacon. I was in front of him and he's like, wait, slow down, slow down, because I had nobody with me to heal and I had forgotten to put a heal on. So, yeah, the next thing I knew I was crispy bacon because I hit those yep. I hit those minotaurs before the last boss. <laughs> And it was like, this is a mistake. I shouldn't be here alone. I should not be here alone. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Definitely was a carry, uh, probably for one of the bosses, because I spent a majority of my time dead at the second to last boss. But then when I actually looked at my ping, it was no surprise, because my ping was like 500 for some reason in the dungeon that night. I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was a lot. I was like, oh, no wonder I was dead all the time. Because I'm seeing everything way after it's happening. So yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. But we laughed a lot, that's for sure. So yeah, that's, that's about it. Mm, not too much else. Just been doing that. And uh, helping a couple new people come into the guild. And that's about it. Nice. Sounds like it's been a busy but good week. Yeah, busy-ish week, I guess you could say. I failed at... I did not get a chance. I thought I had time to still try to make it to Rubidite rank in Tales of Tribute on PlayStation this week, Aww. this past week, before the month reset, and I did not. Um, apparently, things close out on the last day before it resets the next day so you, that entire last day you actually don't get to do anything and I did not know that but now I know that for next time so this month I will try to get Rubidite rank because that's like the last achievement I need for Tales of Tribute Ooh. the last I actually have to try to get it achievement the rest is just finding cards which you get clues for out of boxes yeah hmm I need to get better I haven't played Tales of Tribute at all I'm bad I'm bad at that. I like it. It's like, I'm one of those weirdos who likes playing Sudoku to like get my mind moving. Yeah. And this is kind of like that for me. Yeah. I'm a... Except I also get Heartwood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not that I don't have an interest in it. It's just like, I don't have time to sit down and time. learn it. Like, I'm not a, um, I don't know. I'm like a strategic person when I'm like in the moment. But, like, having to think ahead sometimes in card games and things for me, I'm like, hmm, what? 
<laughs> don't think ahead like I think ahead. The only time I try to think ahead is if I'm like playing against Peanut. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Ah, well, is that it, I guess? That's probably Anyway, it. we have we have real news. We have actual news, not just us there babbling. There is real news. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um one of these real news things does have to do with uh, another community member though and I absolutely love it it's so awesome um, they announced the June uh, daily login rewards and it's amazing because one of them is an emote and the emote is um, a trumpet, trumpet it's solo. a trumpet solo it's a trumpet solo emote that's what it's called and it's absolutely in honor of Madigon like for sure, 100%. Blow your horn like a certain jazz-loving Khajiit with the trumpet solo emote and instantly become the center of attention, whether your audience wants you to or not, and it does link to Maddie Gon's Twitch page. I'm absolutely going to show it right now. <laughs> Here we go. Are we ready for this? You gonna blow your own horn? Uh, oh my gosh. Oh my god, that is crazy. Oh, uh, wow. Just the jiggling that's happening. That's, There's so much like happening. own dance movement. <laughs> it's so funny. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, um, super duper fun emote, kind of as an honor to him, and just amazing. I think, I think Maddie wanted bards so bad. That it finally just was like, well, no bard class, sorry, but you okay, get your own here, emote. Here, here, how, how about how about an emote? Can we pacify you for at least a year with an emote before you bug <laughs> us again? Here, have the, have, how about, this is the best we can do. Hey, here you go, Maddie. <laughs> have an emote. Um, so yeah, that's in uh, June if you log in. It's on day 14, so it's not too far into the month um, of your login rewards. Uh, we also get 100,000 gold. Um, if you log in on your 21st day, um, so that is there. The box that is holding the gold in the picture on the website, I want that. Is that a furnishing? Do you know? Can I have it that? It looks like a little Eleanor furnishing. Yeah, it does kind yeah, of. It looks, it looks like a little Somerset trunk, yeah. It's really cute. Um. It doesn't open, but it does exist. Hmm, okay. I love that. Um, so those are like your notable ones that they call out in the actual news article. Um, the other thing that I want to call out in the news article that's not there but is there because it keeps taunting me every time I log in is the Winterborn Wild Hunt Wolf that is in the Crown Store for Seals of Endeavor and Crown Gems right now. I have the green version that's just the standard Wild Hunt Wolf. And I really want the blue one so that I can set them as favorites. And then every time I hop on my mount, it switches back and forth. And I'll never know. Because it'll be random. I was going to say, but the green one's better. But if you're going to have it random between just the two, never wouldn't mind. That, that's actually good. That wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, I know. The problem is it's too rich for me. I got to... I got to either really step up my game with my seals of endeavor or I've got to uh, dump some money into crown crates there which is a little scary <laughs> well the good news about the crown store stuff lately is it seems to cycle more frequently now since we got seals of endeavor mm -hmm. so just work on your uh, seals yeah. of endeavor uh -huh. I just said it and I forgot the name of it of course. <laughs> yeah so I will uh, I will be for sure um, working on that as well because you know why not so I had to call it out while we were there um, and next in the news we have community guides for the Arcanist it's pretty exciting have you looked at any of these Gwen uh, the builds themselves no the article yes mm -hmm. I want to go ever since our little uh, mishap of trying the Arcanist out together, mm -hmm. I had decided I'm just gonna go through and level it up and figure it out as I go, mm -hmm. and then I might look at a guide. <laughs> yeah, I um I looked at some of them just to kind of see what the differences are between people's styles and what they were what they were doing. Um, 
I love that Maddie has a dad build again. See, Maddie's dad build might be the one that I end up looking at just because his last dad build for the warden was basically what I was already running. Mm -hmm. And so I have a feeling his playstyle might be closer to mine, which would make it easier for me to work with. Yeah, I think we are going to have to farm a new mythic, though, for a lot of these one one um, bar. I've been hearing there is going to be a new mythic that yeah, there's everyone an, wants. There is a necklace that will, I think, make the difference for the Arcanist, if I remember correctly. Um, the other thing that I think is pretty rad, or pretty wild, maybe, about some of these builds that are listed in here, is a lot of them are pushing over 100k DPS with not trial gear. Like, well, I think that's just how it works because it's the new, it's the new class, it's the new hotness. They yeah. want people to play it. They want people to try it. It will probably get nerfed a bit in later patches or in the next chapter. But right now, they want people to try this class. They want pe they want people to start doing it because why were you going to try a class if you're not going to be able to use it as well as what you already have? Yeah, yeah, well, that's very true. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, I don't know. I still think it's pretty impressive because so many people were, you know, uh, pretty up in arms about the Update 35 thing and, like, how how there were a lot of changes within the current classes and, you know, DPS loss versus, you know, the ceiling moving and the floor moving and all of those different things. So, I think it's kind of refreshing to see so many people with, not that there aren't different outlooks on the other on the other classes, but it's nice to have something fresh. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. Uh, are you going to roll mag or stam? What do you think? I think I'm going to do magic. Yeah. I haven't... I'm typically a stam characters person. I'm kind of considering mag, but I also kind of want to do stam just because... Because like, I know we'll it's get to that. Not, but I have an idea. <laughs> hmm. hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun. We'll have to see. Uh, so yeah, the community guides. There's lots of different ones in here. We've got you know pretty notable names that are there usually, like Deltia and um, Hack the Minotaur. Um, Arziel Gaming is usually in there a lot. Maddie. Um, Icy is someone in there that I don't think I've seen before, but they're there. And then, of course, Tank Club, um, which is um, a couple of... I think that's actually, like, Nefes and a bunch of those people um, that run the Tank Club, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, let's see who else. XGAMXHQ. There's that one. And then Zynode has a healer build. There's some PvP builds in there by Pain in the Axe, Soul Grot, and yeah. So it looks like you've got a couple different things in there. If you're interested in taking a look at different build styles, there's everything in there from one bar to um, like farming builds for Vatishron and arenas. There are PvP builds. There's all sorts of stuff. So take a peek at the community guides if you'd like. And go see. Moving on. The next conjure one. Conjure that... the Arcanist. Yes, Conjure the Arcanist. This one is about conjuring a new class. So, um, I didn't really get to read this one, did you? I have not. The Arcanist is ESO's first new class since 2019's Elsewhere chapter. That actually still doesn't feel that long ago. I know, it's <laughs> wild. It's three skill lines. Curative, uh, curative Ruin Forms, Herald of the Tome, and Soldier of Apocrypha. In addition to all new combat mechanic, the Crux System. Adding a new class to the game is a major undertaking, so we spoke to some of the members of the development team to learn about the Arcanist's key features, designs, and development. Hmm. So for this one, they talk about uh, conjuring a new class. It looks like they... Um, break it down and talk to Brian Wheeler. We met him. He's a nice dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, should I read this or should we just like summarize it? What do you think? Mm, we can read the quotes. I mean, it's actually it's a pretty short article. Oh yeah. You're right. It's not bad. I was just looking at it. Um, okay. 
So let's uh, see what he has. It says, um, we set out to create something new and unique that doesn't look or play like any class we've made before. The Arcanist had to be different and not just a new coat of paint or a collection of best hits from the game's other classes. Uh, one of the tenets we had when making the Arcanist was to create abilities that explored new ground and concepts while still having some of that long time, something that long time players could see and draw comparisons to. A great example are the first two abilities in Herald of the Tome. Runeblades has the markings of a long range spammable akin to Flame Skull or Force Shock. On the other hand, we have Fate Carver, a channeled beam that you can freely aim, wreaking havoc to anything before you. The ability to perform any role using its own skills helps provide for a cohesive class experience. Whether you're taking damage or dishing it out, the effects, the audio, and the animations all feel like they're part of the same suite. This keeps the fantasy of playing an Arcanist intact without breaking up the visuals and overall vibe by over-relying on other abilities from other skill lines. So that was quotes from Brian Wheeler, as well as quotes from um, Steven Saratani, who is one of the other combat designers as well. Um, to help create the special identity, the team made the decision to connect the Arcanist to the realm of Apocrypha. This unique thematic background became the foundation for not only the class's combat abilities, but its entire aesthetic, including the effects and sounds. The Arcanist, stylistically, is worlds apart from our other classes, explains Dylan Hairston, the Arcanist's senior sound design knowledge, runes, tentacles. This allowed me to develop sounds that don't have a strong real-world precedent, and I had a blast figuring out how some of the more obscure things would sound. Ooh, I'd love to pick his brain and know what some of the audio, like, things were that he used to create these sounds. We really Agreed. wanted to make players feel like Arcanists are drawing from ancient knowledge, so focusing more on text, ink, and larger drawn runes help that idea come across. So that's from Brian Hahn, the senior effects artist. Incorporating one of the black books into a lot of the casting animation also plays on this idea. We had a lot of fun coming up with the ways to use it as a casting focus. Of course, when looking for inspiration, the team immersed themselves in the sinister and mysterious lore of Hermaeus Mora and Apocrypha. Hermaeus Mora has a strong Lovecraftian draw, and I learned, or, and I leaned heavily to try and make sounds that invoke this sense of being in your head. We included elements of whispers or unintelligible murmurs as though the sounds themselves contain infinite knowledge and power. That is terrifying. I cannot wait to listen to that through headphones again, because we heard it <laughs> once, but I can't wait to hear it again. <laughs> I mostly heard us going, ah, oh no. What's happening? Well, that's oh, true. I'm coming back. Resing. <laughs> that is actually true. <laughs> Other, I heard that and I heard laser beam, every laser time beam, a beam, beam. <laughs> of the beam hit over Kame and over again. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of unique abilities, they said, we played around a bit with the idea of forbidden knowledge. Abilities like Abyssal Impact and Runes of Eldritch Horror are supposed to feel like they came from the darker depths of Apocrypha, as opposed to abilities like Remedy Cascade and Rune Blades, which feel like you're drawing from powers that would be more widely available in this part of Oblivion. That's fun. Getting um, into the crux of it. Mm-hmm. In addition to three unique skill lines, complete with active, passive, and ultimate abilities that each support the, the three playstyles, the Arcanist also introduces the Crux system. When playing an Arcanist, certain abilities will generate Crux, a new resource you can use by obtaining Crux spending abilities. Those abilities then enjoy additional benefits like cheaper resource costs, additional damage, and more. Similar to the Necromancer's corpse mechanic, with an Arcanist, you can enhance your abilities via the Crux system, explains Wheeler. However, with a new class, you're able to stay mobile and build and spend crux as you wish. This gives the Arcanist the chance to choose their own destiny on the fly, and it adds a layer of mastery outside of simply putting together your gear sets and ability bar. I'm really interested in trying to mess with that crux. Mm -hmm. Empower your abilities with crux. The crux, is, the crux system gives more of a direct ebb and flow to the class, says Saratani. You can cast your abilities whenever you feel the opportunity requires it, but when you have all three crux available to you and your ability buttons are shining, it's a great feeling to know you'll be firing at maximum effect. 
Because of the crux system, the Arcanist features has some customization that helps it stand apart from previous classes. You can go as simple or as complex as you want with the Arcanist's crux system, and we designed the full suite of abilities that way, says Wheeler. Not all your abilities not all your abilities build or spend, and some abilities provide benefits for simply building crux and not spending it. Some players can even play with just no builders or spenders at all if they want, while others can load up all kinds of combinations to juggle building spending, sitting on three crux for the right opportunity. How you build and play your Arcanist is up to you, and the team worked hard to ensure that no matter your experience level, you can both have fun and be effective when playing the new class. With the Arcanist, we wanted to make sure that you could still have fun and fire off a cool looking abilities without having to worry about if you met some additional prerequisite, says Sarantani. All while leaving room for our veterans and number crunchers to have the opportunity to really get into the weeds with how the abilities interacted with one another. So, that quote right there. I... I have a feeling, and I might be wrong. This is pure speculation. This is me and my wall of crazy again. Remember how I said to you when we were in Vegas that it felt like the Arcanist worked, like, without light attacks and things like that being necessary, but then when you did them, it was like, okay, you hit harder, but it's not like... It didn't feel necessary like it does for certain other classes. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what they're leaning... Like, I, I don't want to speak for them. I don't know. It feels a little bit like they're kind of leaning into that a little because of when they were doing that test for, like, changing light attacks and doing all of those things. Like, that last quote he said, all while leaving the room for veterans and number crunchers to have the opportunity to get into the weeds with how the abilities interacted with one another. Not with how you can stack heavy and light attacks with your abilities, but how the actual abilities themselves can be put in order to change your damage output. Which, I mean, essentially is the same thing as a rotation. But a lot of people, when they first start this game, don't understand that there need to be light attacks or a heavy attack or whatever in your rotation um, at times to A, regain resources, and then, you know, B, to to make your damage output higher. So it feels like, to me, that they're trying to do a couple of different play styles to make it easier for certain people. You know? Um, and just to have it feel different and feel good. But, I mean, maybe I'm reading too much into it. I don't know. That's just what it feels like a little bit to me, personally. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'll have to see once I start really messing with it. All we know the chapter is... comes out. PC will be able to try it tomorrow, or if you're listening to this in past tense, right now. <laughs> and console will be able to try it on the 20th. Yep. So there you go. There's your other Arcanist preview. Oh, wow, that's the news. We did it. We did the news. Um, but now we get the Lore Masters archive. Now we that have we the lore from last week. Now we have the Lore Masters archive. Hooray! Okay. How do you want to do this? I don't know because we were originally going to have never, never read, read it. as mm -hmm. a dar, mm -hmm. but we don't have a never. We don't. Hmm. You can do the silly voices, and I'll just try to do as a dar. <laughs> okay. I'm not. I don't ah! want to get people's OCs voices wrong. I'm always self-conscious about that. I mean, I don't know that I will do silly voices because I didn't pre-read them, but we'll find out, I suppose. Oh well, you you can do it as a dar for once if you want. Oh, I, I don't care. A... I don't mind. Okay. Okay. Um. All right. Uh oh. Oh my goodness! I have pop notifications popping up. Okay. Shall you read the first one then? Or, I mean, the first uh, stuff there? Or would you like me to read that? That is Azendar, I think. Is it? All right. Oh, yep, it is. Salutations, Sagricious Sa Sorger, and welcome to a distillation of all things Arcanist. I have the distinct pleasure of being your scholar in residence for this discussion. I have been eagerly anticipating my opportunity to clarify a few things about this most esoteric of mystical pursuits. 
But I forget myself. I am Azadar Alcibades, theoretician of fated potential, igmatorium or accumulator, and arcanist of the highest order. It was with great pleasure I responded in the affirmative to the University of Gwilym's invitation, a chance to answer submitted questions for a wider academic audience. How delightful! Despite, or indeed perhaps because of, their previous refusal to publish my papers, I'm very much looking forward to the chance to speak on the Arcanist branch of philosophical and magical scholarship. Let's sally forth then, readers. There's much ground to cover, and I don't wish to overstay my welcome. Onward and upward. Greetings, Azendurst Alcibides. How does one become an Arcanist? Lunetta Blossom. There are many answers to that question. As there are arcanists in the world, friend Gleam Blossom, a tome travels somehow from Apocrypha to Nern and eventually finds a mortal soul that fits perfectly with its unique infralux resonance. The contents of the tome, circumstances of discovery, and mesh between the mortal and the book are wholly specific to that experience. The output of that interaction, the arcanist, is also a specific exemplar of the phenomenon. Some arcanists, like myself, view the contents of our tomes with academic detachment. Others see it as a new framework within which to live their lives, yet others become as thirsty for knowledge as Hermaeus Mora himself. Or they shut themselves away isolated scholarship for the rest of their usually chaotic existences. I hesitate to recount the discovery tales of other arcanists I've spoken with, but I'm happy enough to relate my own. I was in a very dour place in my life, emotionally and economically. I was in a second-hand bookstore in Sentinel, seeking out an old edition of a cookbook I've grown fond of. I recall it quite clearly. I was running my hand along a row of spines when a book quite literally bit me, nipped to the end of my finger, and drew a spot of blood. My annoyance turned to extraordinary surprise when I beheld the contents within, in the long and storied career of Elzadar Alcibades. Realm Traveler and Arcanist began. What caused so many Arcanists to show themselves right now? Phoneric, the Wood Orc. As always with magic, good Phoneric, perception is reality. The truth of the matter is, the Arcanists are a not a new phenomenon. In truth, I have been studying my tome in the stacks of Apocrypha for several decades now. I believe the prominence we've garnered of late the very reason I was asked to engage in this discussion, stems from a sort of statistical tipping point. Despite the inherent secrecy with which we do our work, there are far more arcanists playing their trade now more than ever. More than ever before, the sheer weight of numbers has drawn attention to our magical framework, you see. I also want to note, I will be a poor scholar indeed if I didn't frame the term arcanist as a badge we have self pinned to our proverbial chests. In a previous university discussion panel, I found the response from Guild Mage Duolith along with these lines quite insightful when discussing the Wardens. Magic is magic at the end of the day. The lines we draw around it are mortal constructs, nothing more or less. Now, as to why there are more arcanists now more than ever before, if I had to guess, perhaps some kind of shift in the etheric fabric of Arupus. The plain meld has been a time for us all, and it will leave each and every one of us with stories to last a lifetime, provided we survive. Perhaps something about this event, or something like it, has changed the relationship between Nern and the Daedric Realms, and this change, in turn, has prompted more tomes to find their way to mortal hands. Hello! I heard Arcanists make use of runes in their spellcasting. Do these runes have any relation to other runes we know about, such as the runic language of the runestones? Vanessa Gibby, Enchanter of the Company. Ah, I suspected an astute observer might ask something about this. Let's compare and contrast. In the enchantment discipline, an ancient and honored trade going back to the First Era, runes are pathways to power. Well, with new runic developments happening fairly regularly, there is linguistical common tongue among enchanters that allow them to imbue items with mystical properties. Runes have specific measurable meanings and allow for a repetition of output as well as intent. It is a discipline I myself have some skill at, and one which requires precision and artistry in equal measure. Somewhat embarrassingly, 
the runes arcanists fling about are nothing more than logographic symbols for subconscious metamagical constructs. Arcanist runes mean nothing beyond their internal significance to the arcanist in question. While study has shown that the language of arcanist runes is universal, they do not represent the same concepts across individual arcanists. I could draw you a symbol that in my spell work means power, for example, and you, as another arcanist, might tell me that same symbol means fire. These sigils are unique to arcanist magecraft, as far as I know, but like the one-to-one -one relationship between mortal and tome, so too are the uses of these sigils specific to the arcanist. A scholar, I desperately wish, as a scholar, I desperately wish this were not so. It feels as if Moore himself is laughing at me each and every time I consider it. I have noticed that Arcanist spells appear to be very physically complex, producing intricate sigils and glyphs. I'm unclear on the mental process involved with the spellcasting. Why do some spells require incantations and sigils and intense ritual, and others simply a wave of the hand? And where upon this spectrum do Arcanist techniques lie? with their tomes and luminous hovering sigils. Blessings of Morwa upon you. Artun at Itamen, Alakir Nomad. An excellent question from Artun, descendant of Itamen. Casting a spell is the act of channeling magicka from within your personal reserves, through your mind and will into the world. I quite like the appellation will worker, actually. It's a direct way to describe my profession. My brother is a person who farms, therefore he introduces himself as a farmer. I am a person who works via my will, therefore I am a will worker. The act of changing reality itself with the strength of your personality is exhausting. Every novice mage quickly discovers the, this upon attempting even the most basic of incantations. The personal reserve of magicka novice mages possess is quite small and it takes some time for this reserve to recover. As a weathered old hand at this hand-waving nonsense, my reserve is exceptional if not infinite. And so, just like even the most junior mages, I make use of techniques to ground my mind in thinking, to connect with magic quickly and efficiently. In particular, I find that magic words are an excellent way to get the magicka flowing. I greatly enjoy coming up with new ones and find that simple and repeated magics benefit greatly from this technique. As for why Arcanists in particular are prone to hand-weaving and logograms, I suspect that has to do with the origin of our power. Apocrypha, if you've never been, is a place where undercurrents of power flow quite freely. Arcanist magic is no more or less powerful from a subjective point of view, but as a magicka flows through my mind, it does so with vim and vigor. I'm not sure other spellcasters regularly experience. The result is that all extra potentiality needs to be directed somewhere, and thus do the logograms, shadowy visions of the endless library, and superfluous tentacles enter the world when we all wished to do was heat some water for a nice cup of tea. Tidings, Azendar, I'm curious, what would happen if one were to come across an arcanist tome? Could its power be invoked by a stray collector? Magister Gwenanel Mathis of the Mages Guild. Thankfully, no. Just as I just discussed, the symbology in every tome is unique to the mind and soul of the individual arcanist. If you were to pick up my tome, it would be an incomprehensible book of gibberish. No more dangerous or mystically enlightening than a Wayrest romance novel. Similarly, I can learn nothing from the tome of another arcanist. I and some other studious arcanists have tried, but there is no way to impart knowledge of another tome's symbology and retain it for any length of time. A disaster of academic rigor, I know. We've seen that Daedric artifacts can corrupt people into being puppets or turn them into Daedric creatures. What about the magic Arcanists use? Gaiasella of the 13th Legion. An excellent question, Gaius. My answer is, it depends. A pattern in Arcanist discussions, as you've no doubt begun to see, I believe the unique commingling of mortal and tome to be a specific expression across a number of axes, both literal and metamagical. 
I myself, and a number of others I've met, see Arcanus magic as a means to an end. A tool we use to achieve other goals or defend ourselves in the pursuit of specific outcomes. In general, I believe this detached framework allows for a distancing between my mind and the siren song of Apocrypha itself. After all, that is the one immutable truth I can tell you about being an Arcanist. The font of my power bubbles within Hermaeus Moore's realm. Others, with a different outlook on the tome and the power it offers, walk marked different paths. Some members feel the need to pledge themselves, body and soul, to the inevitable nowhere in payment for the power they've been given. I felt no such need to do so. I should note, and if the one who knows comes calling for compensation, he's going to have to fight on his hands, er, tentacles. Yet others find themselves drawn to defending Apocrypha itself, feel the need to retreat far from civilization, or even fling themselves headlong into the far depths of Erubis in search of esoteric undiscovered by mortal minds. My viewpoint is that the power of an arcanist is what you make of it, and danger corruption regret regrettability, regrettably as a potential end state for the pursuit of many types of power. I know of at least one very notable warrior who branded herself a Templar, who now serves as a cult leader for Mologbal, of all creatures. Power corrupts, as they say, and I suggest vigilance, diligence, and competence to combat that corruption. Myself and my fellow Klama herders here in Deshaun have been debating for a few weeks on a most dire subject. How does one pronounce Arcanist? We have nearly come to blows debating this, so I pray you can help. Gola Arano. Well, normally, I'd loathe to be drawn into pronunci pronun <laughs> pronunciation <laughs> pogulism. I feel as though <laughs> this is really a simple question to answer. I say the word like arcanist for no other reason than because saying the word like arcanist feels unwildly when speaking out loud. All the Arcanists I have met thus far have, in some form or another, been affiliated with Hermaeus Mora, or the Realm of Apocrypha. Are there Arcanists out there who draw power from another realm, or Daedric Prince, or is Arcanist exclusively referring to those who deal with Hermaeus Mora? Mistress Milor Telvani. Ah, finally a question I can answer somewhat concisely, and an excellent one at that, mistress. No, as I said before, I have one fixed point I can use to determine who is and is not an arcanist. We all draw our power from Apocrypha through a bonded tome. So, by definition, as far as one such as this valuable, a mortal who drew their power from another plane would not be an arcanist. Stylistically, and magic is nothing if not style as well as substance, I believe the apocryphal tome we utilize in our craft heavily favors this magic. Even before I found the tome, I had many magical experiences reading a book and feeling the spark of inspiration. To almost preposterously oversimplify my lived experience, arcana small magic is like that, only more so. Greetings, Azendar Alcibides. While my speciality lies in unearthing the secrets of the past, as a member of the Mages' Guild, knowledge of all kinds intrigues me. For arcanists such as yourself, where would you say your talents lie amongst the schools of magic created by the mages of Shadastula and perpetuated bar by our esteemed Gabrielle Vanell? Thank you for your time. Florit Vanell, archaeologist and curator of the Wayrest Archaeological Museum. The lady herself, who of course organizes these discussion seminars, is a keen mind and brilliant flame within the dour mediocrity of the mages. As you no doubt are as well, Floriot. Editor's note, flattery in public forum will get you nowhere, old man. Gabrielle's tre <laughs> treats the unmagical categorization, Proposal Schools of Magic, is a text well worth reading. Her supporting documentation is fascinating, and my own, admittedly brief, time at Shad Astula reinforces her claim that this classification system does lend itself to novice mages understanding the types of magic. 
at a faster rate than in the traditional Mages Guild curriculum. To your question, I would say the majority of spell works I've observed as an Arcanist and by other Arcanists fall primarily into the schools of mysticism and conjuration. If you've studied with an Arcanist for any length of time, you've no doubt seen how adept we are at crafting shields, tentacles, weapons, and other etheric constructs. A sympathetic align alignment exists between our heavily prevalent logographic expressions and the ability to shape magicka into a physical form, I believe. I myself am largely self-taught in the basics of magic, having spent quite a great deal of my childhood with my nose in a book. This many years after the discovery of my tome, the hard and fast dilatations of the Shadastula disciplines imply seem somewhat arbitrary to this old scholar, but not every mage has the aptitude to extemporize mystical formulae off the top of their head, eh? Azendar, in a time when our world has been torn asunder by one Daedric prince after another, permit me to ask this pertinent question of you, kind sir. Why would the people of Nurn tolerate your kind and not simply destroy you? While many sorcerers traffic with Daedra, few are so overt about their dealings that they show off in such a way, wearing robes of many eyes and covering battlegrounds with their putrid ink. Rosaria Draconis. Ah, oh, delightful! I find your forthrightness quite bracing. First and foremost, good Rosaria, I would challenge you to try. Quite honestly, I've been almost murdered enough times that I wonder if anyone will ever get around to doing it properly. Disregarding your tone and striking at the meat of your question, you have nothing to fear from an Arcanist. Arcanist magic, as I said above, is a tool. It can be used for good or ill in equal measure. Its source is potentially challenging, I understand that. And with all the tentacles, quite frankly, sometimes even I think it's all a bit much. Performative, you know. But as someone who grew up desperately fearing that the distant horizon around cause sunset was to be the length and breadth of my reality, I strongly believe we should make the best of each and every tool available to us, no matter how it sometimes writhes or sprouts additional eyeballs. This is all based on so the supposition that magic itself is not the source of your ear. If that is the case, I would invite you, again, to readily attempt my destruction. I do not think you will find the experience as entertaining as you might like. I may be an old man, but I'm still feisty. As a knight myself, I'm intrigued by the whispers about these so-called rune knights. What can you tell me about them? Are they arcanists that happen to be knights? Do they follow any codes or belong to any specific knightly order? How does one become one? And how do they compare to knightly traditions president, present on Tamriel? Sir Greensley of the Knights of St. Elidon. I've looked at length in the history of Arcanist spellcasting, and I fear even I can only offer you a scant few pointers for your own research. You have the right of it, Sir Greensley. The rune knights of the Purgatory Disquisition appear to have been a very small and very secretive knightly order, sometime very early in the Second Era. Founded by an esoteric enigmatic patron, this order rode forth from Apocrypha to battle across Nern, or so my research indicates. Perhaps this patron was a Daedra, or a powerful and less martial arcanist who took on a noble lord's mantle. Their time from founding to disbanding was not overly long, as far as I can tell, but no doubt you've heard of them for the same reason I have. They perfected several warding techniques using arcanist magics that survive, in some cases completely unchanged to the modern day. Tales of these impressive warriors riding into battle untouched by hundreds of arrows are almost certainly superior, but then again, perhaps not. And with that, I think I shall close out this dialogue. I have research to do, planes to explore, and experiments to conduct. It has been a singular honor to speak to Arcanus Magic in this august framework, and I encourage each and every one of you to reach out via messenger if you have any further questions. I am, as I hope is self-evident by now, always happy to talk. 
Go carefully, go thoughtfully, and always consider your ultimate goal. Until next time, friends, onward and upward. That was fun. I like that. That was good. Okay, between that and um, the previous letter that we read, yeah. this dude is going to be a character. He's going to be I'm a looking riot. forward to actually meeting him. I want to know who wrote his dialogue. We're going to be hanging out with Doctor Who. Literally. That's what I was... Like, pretty much. <laughs> One mind. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 the Doctor. That's what it feels like. Doctor Who. I don't know. Oh, wow. Wow. Amazing. I really like that he's very smart, but also, like, kind of a mess, it seems. In many ways. I love it. I love it. Oh, boy. So there it was. There was the lore. Uh... For other lore, we ha you haven't done Operation End Murder Hobos in a couple we weeks. We have Operation End Murder Hobos, and we have a fancy Operation End Murder Hobos now. Oh. Uh, we're going to be coming up on the Arcanist. Mm -hmm. Arcanist. Arcanist. Not Arcanist. You know, it Arcanist. I wish they would have told us how to pronounce his name, because I pronounce it different every time. Oh, As my gosh. Azandar, Azundar, Alcibiades, Alcibiades. I'll yeah, see we'll it eventually. Yeah, he'll say it at some point. Also, one second. One second. Mm -hmm. uh, fine. Okay. I'm just going to assume the lore master wrote the article. That's what I was just going to say. I don't know who wrote um, it, but I kind of love the, at the end, the basically just message me and I'll answer your questions. <laughs> so, um, yo, lore master, talking about pronunciation and throwing in fancy words that normal people don't read and pronunciate to answer that question. <laughs> and pronunciate. <you> pronunciate. <laughs> yes. Pronunciate. Zenki. Zenki, yes. we love you. <laughs> That's what I have to say. Like, I do appreciate that, but at the same time, rude. <laughs> that was not fun. I was thinking to myself, and Gwen is now going, why didn't I let Katie read this? Why did I volunteer to it read was this fun. with all like, the words? My to like, I had my tongue out a weird way in order to try to do a Redguard voice, because Redguard isn't really my thing. Yeah. I clearly need to practice my Redguard voices. Hmm. Indeed. But it worked. That's pretty good. Um, but we do have Operation Murder Hobos. We actually are going to have a uh, Operation Murder Hobos few week segment here as we go through uh, me actually creating my own Arcanist and trying to come up with their backstory based on the information we already have on Arcanists. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're going to do everything I hate. I am going to make a Dunmer. I am going to make a new class. And I am going to somehow have them related to Narciss Dren, because that just seems like it would make sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Narciss Dren. And I've decided their childhood friend is Miri, and that's their call to adventure. That's awesome. Because the first awesome. thing I'm going to do when I get my Arcanist is go and get Miri as my companion. Because if I'm already going to be playing a Dark Elf, might as well adventure with another Dark Elf. True that. Uh, so we've decided we're naming them Nim Crux. We're starting there. Hmm. Uh, I like it. That's ahead of me. I, I have no name for mine yet. I, it's, I think it's silly, so that's why we're doing it. Um, and they are going to be a Magicka Arcanist. I just said that word like 20 times. You yeah, think it's I'd okay. be able to remember like, it, right? <laughs> I thought you were going to say character, but then when you... I was like, okay... And then you said Arcanist, and I was like, yep, that's it. Okay, never mind. Yep, I'm good. yep, yep. They're going to be a magic Arcanist. Uh, these are the things I've come up with so far. Um, I am actually going to make a guy character this time, or a guy presenting character. I normally play as girls, so we're going to try something different. So we're going to make a dark elf guy character. Uh, somehow they're going to be related to Narcissus Dren, and their childhood friend is Miri. And so we all know how we get Miri at this point, right? She's she's in a little a little bit of a issue, and that's why they're coming out of Apocrypha. 
that are oh. coming back from their, their their adventuring. They're coming to help their childhood friend get out of get out of the issue they're in. That's that's their call to coming back to Nern. Nice. So that's what we got so far, and they're gonna be a Magicka one because mm-hmm. in their background, um, we're gonna have them be very Magicka based, very like from a family that they clearly showed good Magicka strength and know-how, but they uh, left their family and everything to go do everything as an Arcanist. So there's gonna be there's gonna be a little fun side backstory. I'm gonna try to actually grow a family with my character. Give them a backstory. Give them family. Give the try to connect them to stuff instead of just going, "Hey, this is my character. Here we go." Because so far, all of my characters, except for one, which is tied to a friend's character, they helped me come up with that. This is those that that wasn't something I did really on my own. Are uh, they came from the fourth era, <laughs> or they hopped through portals in time, or something? Right? There's there's nothing actually big and established like you're supposed to do with a character. So we're gonna try to do that with the Arcanist. So, if you're making an Arcanist, you don't have to follow along with this one, but if you want to, if you're making an Arcanist, I would say look at what we read in the uh, Loremaster's archives, what we already know about Arcanists, what we know about the culture of your, the race you choose to have, and uh, start there. Start there in building up your story. Sounds good. I gotta decide what what how my tome finds me. I kind of love the whole thing of like looking through a bookshelf and it bites you. It's pretty funny. See, that's what I need to do too. I need to figure out how I get my book. Yep. What my book, and then there's other things because um, they posted about this on Twitter a few weeks ago now. What does your book look like? Oh. What would because there's books like all of the tomes look different. They all contain different information. They lay out different. Uh, what What is special about your tome? Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so there's a lot to think about there with, with an Arcanist. I love is it. it. Is it a pretty fuzzy pink book? Is it a nice old worn leather volume? That would be mine. Is it, does it have a bunch of little scrib drawings on the cover? Aww. Aww. <laughs> That lore book. Do the pages glow like a torch bug? Like, what's what's special about your tone? Pretty cool. All right, I think that wraps it up for lore. Yeah, that does. All right. Uh, only thing we have left is our guild announcements. Um, our guild announcements and calendar can always be found in our Discord uh, under the PlayStation calendar of events. Um, you usually can also find signups for there under that as well. Um, on Mondays, we have fishing or Cyrodiil or whatever uh, the heart desires, <laughs> Mondays with Moki. Um, so that's a flex event. It can be any level, any character. Just come on over and uh, have fun hanging out with guildies and fishing or doing whatever else the group needs to do. Tuesday, we have Treacherous Tuesdays. That's our night that we typically dedicate to dungeon running or our day. It doesn't matter what time the group runs. Um, a lot of times we'll have signups for it, uh, but those signups aren't specific to times or anything or locked in thus far. It's just to express interest in that you want to run, and then from there, groups can form on their own in either the Looking for Group channel or in the regular channels. We also have our Fearless Friday with our Thuria Dragoon, which is Undaunted. Undaunted. We, we are, are undaunted. undaunted. That's right. Um, and uh, usually we do the Daily Delve as well as the Pledges that day. Um, for that one, it's a great way to level up a character with guildies in a safe space where you can run through stuff at your own speed and do everything. And get achievements. Um, yep, and get achievements and all of those things. So uh, please join us if you'd like to or sign up for a Fearless Friday with Arthuria as well in our Discord. Yeah. And that's it for events for now. There we go. Yeah. We um, did it. We did we it. Our can do this. We are can do this. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see I what try, you did I there. Um, tell me more about how you joined the guild. 
Discord.gg slash loreseekerseso. <laughs> Fill out an application. If you pass, we'll let you join. And we'll you'll be able to hop in and do stuff with us. Yep. Uh, you can also find us at loreseekers.club, where you can find links to all of our different communities that we have um, under the Lore Seekers umbrella, including uh, links to... Jibs and Cash and Space Wizards Tavern, which is their new stuff that they have been working on over there. If you're interested in Star Wars, go ahead and go over and check them out for funsies because um, they're our founders and we love them very much. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. You can find us on uh, twitch.tv forward slash snugbodcast, which is where Gwen and I are streaming right now, this very moment. A lot of times our streams are very, very late, or should I say early in the morning, depending upon where you live in the world. Um, but we do have fun doing it. And for those people that happen to stay up and stop by, we appreciate you being here and lurking with us or being in our chat during the show. Um, other than that, you can find us at Twitter at SnugPodcast or uh, SnugPodcast at gmail.com where you can send us uh, reviews, questions, tell us things we did wrong or right, or uh, pictures of pizza, which is what we have received before from people in our email. So <laughs> if you would like to contact us, those are the ways that you can do it. Uh, did, you order us a, did you order pizza this week? I didn't. Do you want, do you, do you want us to judge your pizza? Send no. us a picture of that pizza to <laughs> our email. To our email. Oh my gosh! Oh my I will gosh. judge your pizza. I will judge your taste in pizza, and I will judge you harshly. Hmm. Hmm. Other than that, you can find myself uh, in the Discord all around. Uh, many, many Discords for Elder Scrolls Online, including our Lore Seekers Discord. As Lore Seeker gone crazy back soon. Uh, Gwen, where else can they find you? Oh, you can also find uh, me at Katie Stunt Show on Twitter as well. And I am Gwen the Bard everywhere, so pretty much pick a platform. That's that's probably what I am there. Uh, lately, I've been on Twitch a lot at Gwen the Bard, playing some Tales of Tribute in the mornings, uh, like really, really early in the mornings. Um, not this morning because we are filming very, very late, but every <laughs> other morning. <laughs> and. On um, Twitter, uh, Gwen the Bard. Those are probably the two most likely places you will find me. Also, of course, hanging out in the Lore Seekers Discord a lot. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, feel free to join us. Head on over and find us at any of those places. I think that just about wraps it up. We did it. That's it. The that's, two that's elves it. did it. Well, we did it. We did it without the Khajiit. We did it without the Khajiit. And we did it not in the Snug Pod. But we'll be back. It was Don't not worry. in the Snug Pod. Yep. And when he comes back, we'll go back to the Snug Pod. Or maybe we'll hang out here this, this month. Yeah. See it see it grow and change and enjoy the enjoy the games. All yeah. these awesome, awesome games. Yeah. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Sleep well, Tamriel.